Christ is the light of the world. The light of darkness can overcome. Stay with us, Lord, for it is evening. And the day is almost over. Let your light scatter the darkness. And light of glory of the immortal Father, heavenly, holy, blessed Jesus Christ, we have come unto the setting of the sun, and we look to the evening light. We sing to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy of being praised with pure voices forever. O Son of God, O giver of life, the universe proclaims your glory. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It, it is right to give him thanks and praise. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who led your people Israel by a pillar of cloud by the day and a pillar of fire by night. Enlighten our darkness by the light of your Christ. May his word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, for you are merciful and you love your whole creation, and we, your creatures, glorify you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Jerusalem, he gathers the outcasts of his royal. He heals the broken hearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Praise first reading for this Advent evening is from the 12th and 15th chapters of the book of Genesis, these words. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield, your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir, your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven. Number the stars, if you are able to number them. And then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
We stand in respect of Christ, of whom the Holy Gospel is read. The Holy Gospel according to the 8th chapter of St. John, verses 51 through 58. Truly, truly I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. And the Jews said unto him, unto Jesus, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. And yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? And Jesus answered them, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. And he saw it, and he was glad. And so the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. This is the day when I
mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for this, the first of our midweek Advent services, our sermon text is from the book of Genesis, from the first reading you heard tonight. The book of Genesis, the 12th chapter, Moses writes, The Lord said to Abram, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So far our text. Dear friends, it's said that every birth is a miracle. As a proud father and blessed to be one, perhaps I can speak for us all in saying it's true, isn't it? It's true. Each and every time the Lord delivers safely into this world that precious little package so full of potential promise and pain every time it's a phenomenon each and every time that he vouches that little unborn one safe over every obstacle that he could encounter and through every danger and trouble that she could face in those first nine months each and every time it's against the odds each time God works everything together that biologically must work rightly together in order for a father and a mother and a child to be together as a family each and every time. It is indeed a veritable miracle. And I suppose it's easy for us to lose the wonderment of it all when we're members of of such a populous and such a fast-growing society. Our country's population is exploding exponentially. It's exploding, growing by leaps and bounds with recent births in the last months Stretching into last year, the population of our nation topped 300 million citizens. And the nativity rate throughout the world is so rapid that during the time that we're gathered here this evening, over 14,700 new little precious packages will be delivered into the world. That's four every second. It's mind-boggling. Let's not let the magnitude of them undo for us the miracle of them. Because every birth indeed is a miracle. And while it's true that every birth is a miracle, there have been three that have been a bit more miraculous. These three have been recorded for us in Holy Writ. And these three will serve as guideposts to direct our meditation and contemplation this Advent season. We consider in these weeks the promise of old Abraham that he with wife Sarah, a truly geriatric pair, that they would bear offspring through whom the whole world would be blessed. And we'll consider also the unlikely child of the old temple priest Zechariah and his barren wife, Elizabeth, a special child who was unique in most every way, whose name would be handpicked by God whose name would be called John. And we consider finally the impossible made possible. A young virgin named Mary with child. These three births, they're three that make all the other births seem ordinary. In this season, by way of these three special arrivals, we reflect on our salvation come to us. And so this year we consider that Advent truly can be a baby story. 
tonight, we consider the unlikely family, the improbable family of Father Abraham. Father Abraham. Now that's a title that he himself would have well questioned since at the ripe old age of 75, that's where we met him in our text for today. The ripe old age of 75, he's still childless. Still. It wasn't that he didn't want a child. It wasn't any sort of family planning. It was God's planning. His wife, Sarai, Scripture tells us, Sarai was barren. Now that's a rather harsh-sounding word, barren, but it paints for us a word that paints for us a picture of what was capable of growing within her womb. Incapable she was of conceiving, a sad reality, a sad result of no particular sin of hers, but simply the result of the destructive nature of sin in general, which curses all of us in one damaging and disheartening way or another. Abram and his wife, though they needed no one to remind them what our condition of sin can do to us, their empty and their childless house, that was daily reminder enough. Neither did Abram or Sarai need any fertility specialist to know that the odds were certainly stacked against them. Anyone could see that Abram's unlikely age was the first strike against them. And Sarai, she wasn't many years behind. Sarai's unproductive womb was certainly another strike against them, and their unsuccessful record together in the endeavor, that was at least the third strike against these two, who perhaps by this time likely had given up hoping against hope. And then, and then the Lord appears to Abram and says what we heard in our text. He says the improbable. And he says the unlikely. He says, Abram... I will make of you a great nation. And again he appeared to him and he said to your descendants, Abram, literally in the Hebrew to your seed, I will give this land. And we heard also tonight the Lord appears to him again and he says to him, Abram, one who will come from your own body, he shall be your heir. For your descendants shall be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Pictured so well on your bulletin cover tonight, he said, Abram, your descendants shall be as numerous as as the stars in the sky. Dear promises. Dear promises, I'm sure, to this old man who wanted desperately to be the old man of a child. But there sometimes comes the time when hope is snuffed out by doubt. And so by the time that God visits Abram once again and promises him a son by Sarai, even changes his name from Abram to Abraham, which means father of a great and mighty nation. Scripture tells us that at that Abram, he fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who's a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, who's ninety years old, bear a child? And when God reaffirmed his promise to Abraham later that year, Sarah, listening nearby, she laughed in her heart too. She laughed in her heart, too. Would we? We well might. For some things just can't be. And if we're not laughing inside at God's promises, sometimes it's Abraham's Abraham's doubt that we harbor, isn't it? Sometimes it's doubt that directs our days when, for instance, we see the weeks go by. 
with no sign of, of, of improvement in our ailing health or that of a loved one. No sign of improvement. In fact, we see things only getting worse. We perhaps see the years pass before us with no brighter hope for companionship anywhere, it seems, on the horizon. And sometimes we find ourselves on those Mount Moriahs of life, like Papa Abraham, having to sacrifice those Isaacs of life that are so dear and so precious to us and not knowing exactly why God requires it of us. Sometimes, like Abraham and, and Sarah, sometimes we doubt that God will do what he promises to do. At 90 years old, very possibly older than any one of us here tonight, at 90 years old, Sarah heard the first cries of her newborn son. And with his son's cry, Abraham's name was coming true. God turned Abraham's curse into a blessing. But it was a blessing so far more reaching than his baby boy. You see, there in that newborn boy, the aged eyes of that old man Abraham saw the promise fulfilled. Not only the promise of Abraham, but in his miracle child Isaac, he saw the promise of all. The promise of a Savior from our sin and all of its damaging and all of its deadly effects, a Savior who was to come. Isaac was not the Savior. We heard that Savior, Abraham's distant son, his seed, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In our Gospel reading tonight, we heard him when he said to the Jews, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Now, Abraham knew few of the particulars that we knew, that we know, where the Christ was to be born, exactly to whom the Christ was to be born. In the fullness of God's time, all of these things would be revealed. But while Abraham didn't know where and Abraham didn't know to whom the Christ would be born, he knew well for whom this Christ would be born. St. Paul writes this, that the gospel was preached to Abraham, saying, In you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. That blessing was to be born for him. It was to be born for him, for Abraham, and by God's grace, Abraham believed it. He rejoiced to see that day, and thousands of years before that day, by faith he saw it and was glad. Today, 2007 A.D., we are about as far removed in years from the cradle and the cross as Abraham was in his day. We, too, in faith rejoice in Christ's day. We rejoice because we know that the promise of Abraham is indeed the promise of us all. Christ Jesus came to turn human curse into heavenly blessing. And this he accomplished. Not in his cradle, not his manger, but he did hanging upon his cross. Scripture promises this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. 
for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Scripture then goes on to say a few verses later, This was done so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise like he did, through faith, faith in a Savior. Friends, Advent is a season of self-reflection, of penitent self-reflection. It's a season also of hope. The scripture says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And so in this Advent season, we wait in faithful hope. We wait in faithful hope for that time when God will, as he promised, do away forever with every tear of barrenness and every tear of sickness and sadness, every tear of loneliness, every tear shed at sin's destruction. In confident and patient faith, we wait for our Lord to fulfill all of those promises to us. And even as our God has proven himself true to his word time and again, He'll prove himself true once more. Of course, as it was with Abraham, it will be in God's good time. But as it was with Abraham, it will be. It will be. And all of these hoped-for blessings that the cross of Christ has secured and that your baptism has sealed, all of these too, they will materialize for you. And they'll become to us as tangible as tangible as Isaac in the arms of his grateful father, Abraham. The promise of Abraham. He's our promise. And he's our blessing too. In his holy name, amen.
stir up, we implore you, your power, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our own sins and be saved by your mighty deliverance, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, through a miraculous birth, you once fulfilled the promise you made to Abraham. And through an even more miraculous birth, you fulfilled the promise you made to all mankind in the birth of your Son and Abraham's seed, Jesus Christ. Through him, his birth, life, death, and resurrection, all the earth has been blessed with the gift of the forgiveness of sins and the promised resurrection to eternal life. During this season of Advent, prepare our hearts to receive with joy the gifts that Christ Jesus still brings when he comes to us in blessing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord God, visit those among us who are sick, those who are in need of your healing power, as well as those preparing for recovering from surgery or other medical procedures. Grant that they and we all would hold fast to your promises. Keep those who are ill or infirm from despair, from loneliness through the able hands and the warm hearts of your people, but chiefly keep them by your own word, which reminds us that surely your salvation is near to those who by grace love and fear you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord Jesus Christ, our King and our Redeemer, to whom your people have ever cried, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Grant that with grateful hearts we too may join in the songs of praise of those in heaven and earth who rejoice at your coming. Hear our prayer for your sake, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Together we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day, and I pray that you would forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong, and graciously keep me this time. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things, let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be and abide with you all. Amen. Amen.